Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. You goddamn right, I said Socks on Tap because I've been saying Bulls on Tap lately, and Tony has been saying Blackhawks on Tap lately, but it's Socks on Tap. I am your dude, Buzz. I am joined by my guy, Chai Socks, MKZ, Tony Marchese, and we're both here in the Buzz Cave, drinking some beers, we're cracking them, we're watching college football because nothing else is on, and we're going to talk about... A couple trades that have happened, or a trade that has happened in White Sox in the White Sox system here, and some other shit. So Tony, how are you doing, my friend? Hey man, it's good to be right next to you. Uh, why don't you crack them? Let's get a little cheers action going on here. Um, very happy. Ooh, nice. Thank you. Very happy to be over at the house, drinking some beers on a fine Saturday afternoon. It's cold. It's shitty outside. And uh, you know, we kind of just decided, hey, let's hop on a mic and let's talk some White Sox. Um, we're into November now. Off season has started. Uh, if you are a baseball fan, you know that Adam Eaton has taken home the World Series trophy. And I don't know how that makes you feel, Buzz, but uh, I'll ask you right now: How does it feel to see Adam Eaton with the World Series, uh, World Series championship underneath his belt? I just really hope he shares it with J- Drake LaRoche. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure when he, you know, is <laughs> celebrating and and. You know, popping champagne bottles and paying his mortgage, he's gonna take some time to Facetime Drake and and maybe get Adam and, and Drake up to his uh, his casa to uh, to share in the celebration because we know how much Drake LaRoche means to Adam Eaton. But Buzz, enough about Adam Eaton because if we talk about Adam Eaton for too long, I'm gonna get a little angry. Yeah, I hate that son of a bitch. Yeah, I wonder how Todd Frazier feels right now. <laughs> Dude, do you know a White Sox player? The last like six World Series that have been played, or something like that, six or seven World Series, a White Sox, a former White Sox player has been on that winning squad. Yeah, it's it's not fun to watch that, especially <laughs> last year. No, it was last year. Chris Sale closing it down, and I'm like, you know, what 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 is this? It's weak and lame, is what it is. It is weak and lame, but what does that say about the Sox? That maybe they're not good at evaluating talent. I don't know if that's it, but that might you know, not we've, be we've it, had but... some good players in this system. Who's the next one, though? Who's the, who's the next White Sox player to win a World Series for another team? Man, I don't know. I don't know who it could be. I mean, it's probably going to be Ryan Cordell starting somewhere in right field. Is Ryan Cordell a starting? He's gonna put he's gonna right put fielder? some team over after an injury happens. Is it Avi Garcia? That's it. Could I'm be it with. could be Avi Garcia. Well, that's fine. Maybe Garcia. it's Yomir Sanchez if we don't resign him. Well, with his gold gloveness defensiveness. Yeah, I mean that would be really sad. <laughs> Yomer Sanchez. I can't wait the... for this to be taken literal. Everything I'm saying right now. Yomer Sanchez driving in the winning run, on a bunt. 
that would make me do the Ricky Renteria. Ooh. You remember that song? Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that Ricky would make me Renteria. drop back and do the Ricky Renteria if that happened. There you go. Yes. Well, <laughs> there were some bunts in the World Series. There were, and I saw a lot of people were upset that the Nationals were doing that. Look who came away with the World Series ring and uh, trophy. Yeah. The Nationals. That's, that's <laughs> Maybe Ricky's on something that we are hating on, and we should be ashamed of ourselves. Are you like, trying to get into Steve Stone's good graces? Fuck Steve Stone. All right. Okay. There we are. <laughs> this is what happens when we're together. Yeah, no. It's, it's uncut, unhold, you know. This is much better than, like, doing this over Skype. I'm, I'm really happy that we took the time to do this. Um, some White Sox news, though. Ryan Cordell outrighted down to uh, to Charlotte. I don't think he's going to be back. Um, that was a that was a roster move. And then the, the flurry of activity that we want to talk about all came the other day. Um, the White Sox traded Wellington Castillo. Um, they shipped some bad beef somewhere, and we'll see what comes back from that. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure that uh, the FDA may be able to recall that trade. Um, and then uh, they got Jonah McReynolds in return. I don't know anything really about this guy. Billy Reffold, uh, new White Sox writer for ONTAP Sportsnet, uh, did leave some notes in his article about this. He was drafted in the 13th round of the 2016 MLB draft by the Rangers in short season A ball for the Spokane Indians. McReynolds slashed 239, 327, 391 with six home runs and 32 RBIs. He's played every position outside of catcher. This sounds like a maybe career utility minor league guy to yeah, me, at least. So right. not, not that, but this did save some money. And there's a lot of people heated on Twitter about the whole international money because I'm, I'm pretty sure some international money went to the Rangers. It did, We yeah. sa- We saved some money. Buzz, what are your thoughts on this? I don't really care. I mean, honestly, like, I'm not going to sit here and throw a fit about international money being spent, right? I, I'm it, Spend the real money, okay? And that's where I sit. But there's a, there's a lot of people out there who are saying we shouldn't be doing moves. We shouldn't be making moves like this because we could be utilizing that international money. And all we had to do was buy Wellington Castillo out. I think that was like 500 500K. Yeah. The, yeah, 500K. But it, didn't they save like 250K by doing this or something like that? There's there's something that they saved. I don't know the ex- exact number. It's not right. Well, Jerry's still got to pay off the scoreboard at the EUC. And it's just beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I, have, I haven't really gotten your takes on this because we've talked about it a little bit on Blackhawks on tap. You talked about it on Bulls on tap. But I have not yet made it to the UC. I hear that scoreboard is it's pretty... Abs- Pretty enormous. It's a. I. I would like to uh, uh, contribute that to the Nate Jones deal earlier in the year. Is what got the scoreboard for us. Uh huh. Um. But I mean, no. Seriously, if you haven't got to check it out yet, I mean, I highly recommend it. The thing is badass. I mean, it's sweet. Well, I mean, Jerry's. He's getting older. Probably having a little trouble seeing. That's why you saw the upgrade at uh, the cell, guaranteed rate, Comiskey Park, whatever you want to call it. The G spot. Yes, so you saw the upgrade there. He had to go upgrade uh, the UC so he could see the replays for the Bulls games. Right, absolutely. I mean, there's not many of them, goddammit, but the ones that that there are, he wants to see it. But, no, I'm not too upset, man. Like, listen, got a bunch of prospects. I mean, our prospect, you know, with Robert and Madrigal coming up, after that we're going down to the bottom towards of farm leagues and, you know, or farm systems and all of the MLB. But I'm not too worried about this international – spending money because the White Sox went and got Lou Bob. They did what they had to do there. Spend the real money. 
go get somebody like a Garrett Cole, which isn't going to happen. So before you all, you know, grab a fucking pitchfork and come after me, I can pipe dream. All right. Like, hopefully they are at least trying, attempting to do it. Attempting. I don't know if it's going to happen. They're going to have to grossly overpay for him. You know that as well as I know that. All right. But again, maybe something cool happens here. But I'm not. I'm not going to cry about the international bonus money, man. I, I just. I. I I'm. I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it and drag the franchise through any more mud that they've already been. You know. You know, dragged through. I. Everybody knows my stance on the White Sox. If you're not going to try to compete, you're not going to try to spend. You're fucked. You need to go spend. You need to get proven veterans. You need to go get proven people that bust their ass and are effective in this league because tony if you look at it logically for a, mo a moment who won the world series this year the washington nationals and they're the oldest team in the mlb you know that i did not know that until you just told me but i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this back here so uh throw james james Ooh. fox for uh future socks wrote using international bonus pool space to save 1.75 million on contract buyouts instead of just flexing their large market muscles should be construed as nothing short of organizational negligence nate jones and wellington castillo weren't going to be playing for the white Sox anymore regardless ownership has a fundamental issue with paying players to not play baseball but the fan base should have a fundamental issue with the organization not understanding the benefits of the resources they've been provided okay what? how does that make you feel i mean yeah i mean it's everything that i already knew but i'm not gonna sit here and bitch a fit about it dude like i mean it is what it is shouldn't you be like carrying a fish pork up to uh 35th and shields right now ready to like no, because I have a life. Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, if you want to crack beers in the Buzz Cave, I'm here. I'm doing it yeah, with you. I'm, but, no, I'm not going to. So you're saying you're not upset with this. I, I'm going to be upset, upset if they don't go and spend on free agents that can help now and make me content. So That's you're, not, you're not worried about the 16-year-old Cuban kid that throws That might, may or may not work out, right. Yeah, okay. All right. That, I've got, I've, I just wanted to gauge your 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 levels on this one right yeah the 16 year old cuban kid that may or may not work out i'm not really too worried about i want to go get a player that i know is going to come and help right now and help us get to where we want to go as a fan base and as a franchise i want to win i want to be in the playoffs that's what i want and you want it now yeah i i think it's fair that we all should want it now i mean it, it's fair We've been. What, what year are we going into? Four. We have, we, I don't think we've sniffed the playoffs in over. Well, it's been a decade, but it's been eleven years, hasn't it? Somebody had a good tweet out the other day that said the White Sox are undefeated in the twenty ten decade in the playoffs. That's fucked up. That I'm just watching Buzz shake his head right now. He's he's pissed. Yeah, it does. It's irritating because you know, like I. I sit here and I like, you know this, man, and, you know, get into just a little fun background shit. You know I live, breathe, and die Chicago Bears football, right? Mm-hmm. But the two teams, I think that you know this, being one of my best friends in the world, the two teams that I, like, literally ride and die with that really fucking kills me and affects my, like, my whole week are the Bulls and the Sox. And I, got, I love the Bears a lot, but, like, those teams really affect me, and it really sucks that I, I haven't, and I can't say this for the Bulls. 
because the Bulls were a perennial playoff team all throughout the 2010s for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Right. They weren't the greatest, but they were they were right. enough to get. If that. Rose would have never got hurt, we might have been talking about at some point. And this is a debatable topic, and I challenge anybody to come debate me on Bulls on tap about it. But you could have been talking about a potential championship here in Chicago in 2012, 2013, or 20. I'm sorry, 2011, 2012 when uh, Rose tore his ACL. Um, but I digress. With the Sox, I haven't got to see anything like that shit. I mean, it's just been bad baseball after bad baseball, and it's annoying. But grasping for straws on this international shit, when you know they went and they paid in the penalty for these years for getting Luis Robert, like who? What? I'm not gonna bitch. Go get me players that can contribute now. I don't give a fuck about that. I might have this kid in ten years. I might have this kid in five years. I don't care about that right now. So here's I, my, I here's my question for you though, because you, you you seem to be getting impatient, and I kind of equate this to the Kenny Williams plan. It seems to me right now like you want them to go out, spend money. It might not be the best player for three, four years, but he's going to give you two years of, of serviceable, good baseball. You're going to get to the playoffs and maybe take your chances there. Where do you fall here? Do you do you want the sustained success that Rickon's promising? We don't know if it's going to happen. Or do you want to go and throw all your eggs in one basket and compete the next two years? And then figure it out from there. Where where are you at with this? Because there's some other stuff that we're going to get to. Uh, Jose Abreu's on here. Uh, Nova's on this list. And I'm going to pour one out for Josh Ostrich in a minute. <laughs> but where, where are you at with this rebuild? Is it time now to go throw everything together? Or do you still think that there's a little bit of growth that needs to happen before we go all in? I think that there's growth that can happen for sure. Like, I mean, we don't really know what our pitching prospects are going to be yet. I mean, Kopech was hurt. Cease didn't show us a lot. I mean, well, he, he showed that he had good shit. Crack him. He showed that he had good shit, you know, but he struggled often. And that's and that's a true statement. That happened. But when I look at the offensive side of the ball, when we're, at, when we're up at the plate and we're going to be potentially wasting, you know, four to five war years out of Yoan Mankata or – or Tim Anderson yep. or something like that. That's what that's what worries me. And, yeah, if I got one again right now, like hypothetically say they spend and they end up getting a fucking World Series, right? And if I got one and we didn't get one for it, we had to go through another rebuilding process, at least I got it, you know? At least we got a championship. Because at the end of the day, playoff appearances are cool and tough. Don't get me wrong, but if you want to be at the fucking top, you want to be the mecca, that's a championship. Playoffs aren't good enough. And that's what, to me, sometimes... Chicago fans get all fucked up about. I want to make sure we're competitive for a championship. I don't want to just make sure we're competitive for a playoff spot, but I understand that that does take growth. So, Yoan Moncada is going to be 25 in 2020. Then he starts hitting his arb years. Right. 2024, Yoan Moncada is an unrestricted free agent. Not a lot of people talk about that. No, not a lot of people talk about this at all. And this is why I kind of go back with 2019 was a wasted year. And I think we, we talked about this on the on the recap show that we did with Johnny. And, you know, I want to start maximizing the potential within 2020, 2021, because you know if Yohan Moncada puts up another close to six-war season, this guy's going to start getting paid in arbitration. He's going to start eating away at some of the resources that we have to spend on people. This is a big year when it comes to cost control, you know, you, the, the cost control that you have to then go out and, and spend. I don't care if you go bring in a guy like a Nelson Cruz last year in last year's offseason on a two-year deal while you still have this young stud 
on his entry level contract. You know that by the end of this, Yohan Moncada Arb, you could be looking at 15, 16 million plus for Yohan Moncada, maybe even more, depending on how he performs. If he's performing at the same level as some of these guys like Nolan Arenado and, and some of these MVP, perennial MVP candidates, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly real quick. This, this, we have so much money to spend could start to shrivel up, especially when you miss on guys. And I think that's when we talked to Johnny. He talks about how last offseason he's never going to get over the Machado thing, and I, I'm still butthurt about it. I know you and I, I remember, you know, part of the the, the, the foundations of ONTAP were built while you and I were sitting there bitching, at, bitching at one in the morning about how this deal isn't done yet. And I thought it was a for sure thing. Like, yeah, I, like, I really did. I, th- I really thought it was. A for we sure were just thing. we were like waiting on the day so we could go plan to go crack beers together. Yeah, like waiting on the day they announced to fucking sign it, going to a bar, drinking, celebrating it, and then being there for the home opener. Right. And watching, you know, hey, we did something. You know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. Like, <laughs> so now we're starting this whole off season thing again. Yeah, I hate it. And we're we're back here right now, thinking about stuff, and I really base this whole rebuild around Yoan Moncada because we moved Chris Sale for this guy. Mm, Chris Sale's going to be a Hall of Famer, just so people if people are wondering. Yeah, we, we based this whole rebuild off this this first trade. The first trade that was made, Yoan Moncada for Michael Kopech, Yoan Moncada, and I believe Basabe, and there was one other guy in there. I think he's gone already. I think it was like Tito Polo or somebody. There was like, I, yeah, the, some... the three main from it were Moncada, Kopech, and Luis Alexander Bus. Basabe, right? Yes. Yeah, Basabe, whatever. Um, so, Basabe's already fallen off a little bit. I know the guy's got a ton of potential. Kopech, obviously, Tommy John. And then you've got... Makata, who's a stud. Who's a stud, right? Right. So, he was the first building block. And what did Rick Hahn tell us? This could be an accelerated rebuild based on the people that we've got back from our assets. And that's Eloy Jimenez and Yohan Makata. Because your two assets that you really moved were Jose Quintana... And Chris Sale on very team-friendly deals. You can kind of count the Adam Eaton thing in there. I think they win that trade. I'm already ready to declare a win on that trade, even though Adam Eaton had a great World Series. But I think Lucas Giolito, as he figured it out this last year, that's a slam dunk. Because I'll take a starting pitcher over a guy that could play right field. I know we want to bitch about right field, center field right now a lot. But Adam Eaton's longevity as a player... And, you know, he, he's got some injury history with him, all that other good stuff. He's a clubhouse cancer kind of guy. Not that I really care about that, so to speak, because I think the White Sox could use a little bit more uh, fuck you attitude. Yeah. To, just to be, you know, frank here, I think they could use a little bit of that. I think every team that's successful can use a little bit of that. But Lucas Giolito, as a starting pitcher, right now he's the ace of the staff. So I'm already going to go out and say we won that trade from a, from a, a rebuild perspective. The other two, Eloy Jimenez, Yohan Moncada. Both these guys have star potential. We need to do something within the next few years before these guys get either A, really expensive in Yohan Moncada's case, or B, starts to get exposed from a standpoint of Eloy Jimenez. I'm not comfortable with his defense. No, neither I am love I. his bat, but... I'm not comfortable running him out there in three, four years unless you see some major development on the defensive side. 
No, I mean, look at it. I mean, this year, I mean, from the you know the defensive side to the ball, we were at two games where a dude hurt himself. Yeah, you know, um, and 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 on shit that like kind of made me scratch my head a little bit, you know. But there's a reason I'm not a professional baseball player, but just things that I haven't really seen take place in left field before, you know. But uh, coming from the offensive side of the ball, two IL stints, some off days here and there, right? Dude smacks 31 bombs. 22 years old. I, we we've got the star players there. We've got the star talent. We you know Tim Anderson won a batting title this year for God's sake. You know I think that we have a core there that's gonna be good. I think we need to get Abreu back. I think that we need to try to spend a little bit. I think people would be surprised. We need to add a right fielder. We need to add at least one to two starting pitchers, whether that's Wheeler or Drizzy or whoever. We need to get somebody in there. And I think that you'd be surprised on what happens. Or maybe I'll be surprised. I don't know. Is J.D. Martinez realistic? I think it is realistic. I mean, and the only reason that I do think it's realistic is because national analysts and, and reporters who I do have actual respect for that I, I mean not that they care if I have respect for them or not but Nash, that I do have respect for have reported that you know they do think that that's a possibility for the White Sox people reported the same thing about Manny Machado last offseason so I'm going to challenge you here they did why do you think this offseason is going to be different well see this is this is fun now so this is where we get into this bullshit right, yeah let's, let's get in yeah, let's get into this bullshit here. You so, got more Budweiser's in your fridge, by the way? Yeah. Because this could get real long. I absolutely do. All right, cool. So, we – last year when we failed with Machado, I think Manny Machado was prepared to sign with the Chicago White Sox. I do. I think that he would have. But we wanted to be fucking dumb. And we wanted to put this incentive-based bullshit into a contract. I think he was legitimately interested. I think he was too. And I think that we shot ourselves in the foot by doing that. And by we – so please don't say, oh, are you part of the White Sox organization? If you say that, fucking go drown in a bathtub. But I'm be, sick be of, nice to the listeners. I'm sick of seeing that shit on, on Twitter. I'm sorry. Sorry. I love you all. Except you bastards who do that. But anyway, we are. Here's the thing. I'm going to get right into it, and I'm just going to say my piece on it. Go ahead. We are. We spend our money. We go to these games. We talk about them every night. Right. We, as a collective, is everybody Makes who you mad, follows right. the White Sox. Right. Yeah. Make, we. Right. We. It, it's, it, it, it is, is we. a we. It, it, the people who are responsible for what you're about to say is Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, and Jerry Reinsdorf. Right. Okay. But we, as a collective, right. I'm okay with that as a as a fan statement. Right. Thank I'm you. I'm not okay with putting you and I responsible for offering Manny Machado the wrong contract. Because I would have given him anything the fuck he wanted. <laughs> All right. Like you know, for real. But anyway, I think that you want a Mercedes. Yeah. You want a you Mercedes? Mercedes. You, you want you want suicide doors? Because I'll hook you up with whatever you need, black, anything. He wants that lavender shampoo. Yeah, lavender shampoo is fucking cool and tough. I don't know if anybody uses that. If you're listening to the podcast, please tweet at me or Tony or the Socks on Tap shit. If you use lavender shampoo, I'm getting off topic, but no, seriously, it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. That was but, just a little thing we were talking about before we started. Yes. So, so that's off topic. But, but anyway. if, they, if they are able to learn from their past mistakes, brother, and offer this guy that can be valuable to them something, I think that they – might learn from the past mistakes and do something right. Am I am I holding my breath? No. Do I think it's a possibility? Yes. That is a definition of a fucking fence rider. And sure, I'll take that. I'll I'll take that because I don't know. I don't work for the organization. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Do I think there's a possibility? Yes. Am I gonna hold my breath? No. 
I'm just going to throw this out here. Go ahead. How do you feel about Garrett Cole? Oh, my God, dude. I mean, you know it. <laughs> you know what's funny? He looks cool and tough. Yeah. You know, and then when you hear him talk, he's got such a high-pitched voice. Throws me. Going off on the guy's voice. He could throw the fucking baseball, man. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm buzzed. The buzz is buzz. So I just think it's funny. I love him. He's good. Lo- he's better looking than me. For sure. I don't know about that. I, I do. He, he does have some flow. Yeah, he's got flow. You lack some he flow, uses, but you, you make up for it in beard. He uses lavender shampoo and conditioner, I guarantee it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But no, for Garrett, for Garrett Cole, <laughs> I would love to see him on the south side of Chicago, but I think he's going to the west coast. Straight up. Well, I, 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 I've said you. Here's the other thing that, I've that, said that people don't talk about. This is Chicago. It's baseball. It's the greatest city in the world, and unless you start, unless you start playing at home in March. Yes. And that's exactly what the fuck we are doing this year. Yes. We are March twenty sixth. We're gonna be out there. We'll be out there. And it's gonna be fucking cold. It's. It was October thirty first, two days ago, and there's fucking snow on the ground. I know. Tony Twister gave a great weather. He report. did. I could not believe to see him make his return. Um, but I. That that pisses me off. That's another thing I want to get into. Like, really? March 26th? Dude, it's going to be cold as balls. I already got to go sit in cold weather right now to go watch a shitty Chicago Bears team get fucked. I really don't want to go sit and watch a Sox team that m- potentially will not spend on anything and trots out a shitty lineup next year. Get but shellacked. Playing, but they're playing in the Field of Dreams game, so that's why we're going to be good this year. You know what, dude? That's a good theory. Like that's like the Tupac theory. That is, you could tie this back. You could tie both of them together, though. That you just brought in the Field of Dreams thing, so the Sox are gonna have to be good. Is Tupac living in Iowa somewhere? No, he's in Cuba. No, he's in Iowa at the Field of Dreams. Uh, He might be. I mean, Illuminati, dude, all through your body like a twelve gauge shotty. I mean, I'm throwing up the triangle (laughs) right now. Any and, and also, if anybody is employed by the Illuminati. That listens to this podcast, I am a hundred percent down to sell my soul for money. You are so. <laughs> I just want like that's not a fucking joke. I want to be rich. You know, I want nice shit. I want a Corvette. Like what? I spend eternity in hell. That's fine. You just gotta find a way to get in with Jerry Reinsdorf. I know he's Illuminati for sure. I've heard that. Is it? Oh my god! I've read that. We should put this up to a poll. Does Jerry Reinsdorf belong to the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah. I want to – yeah, we'll make it a poll. We'll make it a poll. I, I, I'm so for that. What were we talking about before that? We are talking about the White Sox spending on free agents. Oh, yeah. We went you, off and your the rails. Theory, and your theory was because of the Field of Dreams. No, game, that right? was just a little thing I tossed out. In oh, the, and then I hit a home run out And then all of a sudden – Tupac was living in Iowa and comes out to the Field of Dreams, and now all of a sudden Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf's an Illuminati. Could you imagine the seventh game stretch of fucking the Field of Dreams game? And, and Tupac every, and everything out. goes dark, and you just you just fucking start hearing hit him up or something, or like or like Hey O'Mara, run with me. You know, like I would be freaking. Does Biggie fly out of a like a a plane with the parachute? And land down with Tupac if it would hold for them. the seventh inning stretch. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, and then they like became friends again after all the heat. Yeah, yeah. that would be. I mean, goddamn, what a story for America. No wonder Rick Hunt set this whole thing up. Yeah, sure this is this was Tupac his fucking. Pl- oh my god, dude, it all makes sense now. We're not high. 
No. We're, we're really, I just wanted to, I just wanted, we're not. We have been drinking, but we're not, we're not high. This has been amazing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a blast. But I, I would really love to see Tupac come, I mean, you would have to get a reinforced fucking parachute to get Biggie down there. He was pushing 350, dude, that fucking thing. He'd fall like a, a but would potato they sack. Would they build this as Chance the Rapper beforehand, and then, like, Biggie and Tupac come, like, upstage Chance? Oh, I would really hope so. Everybody, that would be everybody loves Chance the Rapper. I like the what he do, the kid does for the city. Like, don't get me wrong, but oh my god! Like, if I have to hear ah! one more time in one of his rap songs, <laughs> I'm just gonna fight. Like, dude, you're not a rapper, bro. Like, you're not a rapper. Like, go, you know what rap is? That's Easy E. That's Tupac. That's Ice Cube. That's Doc. That's those guys from back in the day. I like, just want Johnny Nani to be the MC for the whole thing. Oh yeah, definitely MC Nani, MC Negative Nani. Yeah, MC Negative Nani. Yeah, could, I dig that. We need whole, that to be like, a T-shirt. Like the whole pre thing. Yeah, let's get that guy a turntable. Yeah, I. You know, I love that this conversation organically went into this. But I, again, I am struggling to remember how we got here. I don't know. This is what happens when you and I drink all afternoon. Oh, <laughs> let's, <laughs> just let's get back to some some White Sox. Stuff. I hope we didn't lose anybody. No, I don't think we did. Okay. Because if you're following this whole thing, I mean, this is just. A train wreck waiting to happen anyway. Yeah. Um, Garrett Cole, not happening on the south side. That's I, I'm just going to go out and say it. No, it's not. And one of the things that uh, our guy Pete Hand always talks about is the White Sox aren't going to deal with Scott Boris the way that Scott Boris needs to be dealt with. They don't They don't like working with the guy. Well, he's an intense guy, even though he made those comments about Jerry last year, but with, with, you know, with the Bryce Harper rumors, saying right. that him and Jerry are close or whatever. Like, not close enough, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You could be like, close, but you, like, you could be close, and, and Jerry could have a mutual respect for Scott, but that doesn't mean that they're actually going to get a deal done. Right. You know? You, you could be really great friends. You could be close. You could be whatever. But at the end of the day, but you got a job But at the end of the day, business is business. Right. And the Sox just traditionally don't deal well with Scott Boris. And his clients. Right. It, it doesn't spell for, you know, the white side. Because Scott wants to get his clients the best deal. And if you go out there and you look at what they did with Manny Machado last offseason, you, you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about, you know, they started to try and get smart with stuff. And this is where I want to get into not even a Scott Boris thing. Jose Abreu. Yeah, I Declared dude. free agency. I, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to carry this real quick. You're going to have to carry this because if we're going to get into the Abreu talk. You're going to grab me a beer. I'm going to have to go grab you and myself a All beer. Right, let's, we're going to get into Abreu talk. Buzz is going to go grab beers. I'm running. He's running. Um, Jose Abreu has declared free agency. And I thought that Jose Abreu, personally, myself, and this is just me. This is just my thinking. I thought that he was going to be signed probably before the end of the World Series. Now... Jose Abreu being a free agent kind of scares me just a little bit. Why does that scare me? Even though he said, and he's going on record saying, you know, he's going to sign himself back to the Chicago White Sox, to me, that's all fine and dandy. That's just that's just lip service. You know, he wants to be here. Obviously, a lot of fans want him here. Now, there's questions about whether or not signing him to a long-term deal is smart, but the second you're a free agent, that doesn't stop anybody else from coming over to the Jose Abreu camp and saying, before you sign that deal with Chicago, why don't we sit down and talk? And Jose Abreu himself would be doing himself a disservice to not listen to any open suitors on the market. Now, 
if I'm, say, the Colorado Rockies or somebody else out there who needs a first baseman, I don't know exactly who that is just off the top of my head. I'm just throwing the Rockies out there as a as a potential landing spot. Hell, they fucking took a shot on Yonder Alonso to be their, their first baseman or pinch hitter or whatever. I'm sure they could use a little bit of an upgrade. Say they come in and offer Jose Abreu an extra $5 million to play for the Rockies organization. They say, hey, listen, you've got kids. You've got a family. We're going to take care of you. We're going to give you a three-, four-year deal, $10 million more than the Chicago White Sox. What do you say? Jose Abreu then comes back to the White Sox camp, looks at Rick Hahn, looks at Kenny Williams, Jerry Reinsdorf, says, this is my offer. Whew. If the White Sox weren't willing to match for Manny Machado, why are they willing to match for Jose Abreu? And that's where I'm at with this because it doesn't bode well for a reunion on the south side for Jose Abreu unless he's willing to be stupid because I guarantee you that there are other teams out there that they would love to have Jose Abreu service. They would love to have Jose Abreu. Yes, exactly. You're back with a beer. This is great. I'm, I'm having a great time. This is probably one of the most fun socks on taps I've recorded. But, oh, yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't leave me with this warm and fuzzy feeling. So like your everything... optimism is ba- basically just kind of like wearing out here. Well, not my optimism because I still, I still truly believe they get a deal done. But this is leaving this door open for something to come in, right? This is, this is going to sleep at night without locking your door. And not even just not locking your door. You're leaving your front door wide open and saying, whoever wants to come in here, come on in. There's there's beer in the fridge. Come on in. Have a good time. Right. You know, it, this is this is not smart, I think. If they really wanted to sign Jose Abreu and they were 100% behind it, the deal would be done already. They're leaving this open. And the one thing that worries me a lot is that they think – and this is just my 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 premonition, my 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 thought process behind this is is they think that they can get cute with this, just like they did with Manny Machado. It's like not learning your lesson, and they think that you know come February it's going to be close to spring training, and nobody will have offered Jose Abreu more money, and they can try and get a discount on this guy. That's stupid. And can, it, it, can I mean, you can you see my line of thinking? Though? Well, your line of thinking isn't stupid. What they're doing is stupid because your line of thinking is probably exactly what they're trying to do. And that's concerning. You know, and then it's funny to me, again, and I'm not trying to throw unnecessary shots out here or anything like that, but just looking and scrolling through your Twitterverse, your your groups on Facebook that you're part of with White Sox fandom, well, don't worry if you don't sign Jose Abreu because you got Andrew Vaughn. He's two or three years away. Or we're going to move Eloy Jimenez to first base. I would do that in a heartbeat. But I still think we need Jose Abreu if you want to contend. I think he's a he's a valuable. Well, this goes back to what's your window? If your window opens now, absolutely. Right. So, but when is your window realistically going to open, man? We're getting ready to go into the 2020 MLB season. I mean, I would like it to open now. I mean, goddamn, my so- my but computer we're still, password. We're still one year away. My computer password is Sox 2021 because that's when I really thought we were going to get in there. Please don't go and find anything because it might be the password for something else as well. Other accounts. This guy's giving away his computer passwords on a podcast. We're in trouble. He's going to change that right now. I'm going to make him. Yeah. All right. Going to do that. Anyway. Anyway. So, you know, I I truly think that he's a clubhouse guy because I do believe that morale does matter a little bit. Um, 
He's a clubhouse guy that it seems that everybody likes, you know, likes to be around. He tried to bring, he, he did. We did see him bring Eloy Jimenez under his wing, and he was effective, especially towards the end of the year. We talked about this on the, um, what, what, what did we do? The, the season reflection show. Yep. I, I mean, if you want to win within the next two years and you need to be there, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. I don't think that they're trying to win within the next two years. I really don't. I don't know why, but it just doesn't seem like they're... And these podcasts are a waste of fucking time if they're not trying to... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, they're not a waste of time. We like talking about this. Oh, I love it, but I, I mean, I dude... Just want, I want more, and I want it now, and I'm impatient. And I think that's... It's my money, and I need it now. Some, some people think that being impatient and wanting to win right now comes across as negativity. I think it comes across as, I want my sports teams to do good. You know, you're a Bears fan. You're a Bulls fan. I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm a Sox fan. You're a Sox fan. What's going on in the city right now to be positive about? Well, the construction is almost done on uh, when you get on the 290. Right. Exactly, and so. that's that's where I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, the Blackhawks they own 2010 through 2015. Absolutely. Well, yes. They then had, the Cubs come out and they pretty much own 2015 through 2016. 20, well, no, no 2017, 2017, 18. Yeah. What's going on right now? The Bears looked like they were about to take over the city. Yep, yep. It's a prime opportunity for our White Sox. It sure is. It's prime opportunity. I think that they should grasp this. But I look at this free agent class. You've got guys out there, you know, Garrett Cole, Rendon. J.D. Martinez. Zach Wheeler. Wheeler. Potentially Steven Strasburg. Mm. That, that's my pipe dream. That's the shit I did in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if they capitalize on any of this. No, they probably won't, dude. Okay, so what are we going to do all offseason? We're going to drink beer. Yeah. We're going to talk about how none of this happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then Johnny Nani's going to take a toaster bath. Yeah, no, dude. If they don't do, actually, I think Nani's already ready for it. Like, I mean, he's he's stayed. He'd stayed in his lane. He's stayed cemented into what he believes is actually going to happen. And he doesn't think they're going to do anything, anything of importance. They're going to go and get like Felix Hernandez. What's his What's his thing? Uh, Gio Gonzalez and call it an off season. Yeah, something like that, or King Felix and call it an off season. Yeah, I think it was Gio Gonzalez. Was but... it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Regardless, he would have been better than fucking Irvin Santana or Odrisim or Despagne. Every time I talk about Odrisim or Despagne, it just comes back to the Shy Sox Weekly episode that we did, the parody. Of, of Shar Nights Weekly? Shar Nights Weekly. And I was trying to like talk about Odrisim in like, the, like a key situation, and I just was talking about how intimidating his chain was. I always thought he kind of looked like Russell Westbrook, and he was one of, like, the Ninja Turtles. Because, you know, West, Russell Westbrook says he looks like a Ninja Turtle, and I felt like Odrisi Murdespanye looked like one. But he was, like, someone like Ra- lame. Like Raphael. He was, he was lame like Leonardo or something. Or Raphael, I'm sorry, Leonardo's cool and tough. I don't, I don't even know all of the Ninja Turtles. I just know Raphael is a cool name. Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, you know, Donatello. Donatello, there you go. How do you not know that? Well, I I've heard them before. Like I've I, I know who the Ninja Turtles are. I just I'm, I'm not like I'm ready to fucking do karate down here right now. You see that big minion doll over there? That's what I do my karate on. 
I don't doubt that you've practiced karate on your your daughter's stuffed animal toys. That's no, that was that's been here before she was born. Hundred percent. That poor minion. Yeah, I kicked that minion's ass during many White Sox, Bulls, Bears losses. Oh, so it's a punching bag. Yeah, I beat the shit out of it. God. All right, so Jose Abreu. Let's <laughs> let's get back to that before we we go even further off the rails. What do, what do you think's gonna happen with this? Because I I gave they my full takes. They resign him. How long? What's the terms? Oh. I want to say a two-year, $30 million deal, and then something for like a third-year option or something. But then why don't – well, you could have QO'd him at, what, 18? Yeah. Why don't you do that? Well, I'm not in the front office, so I don't know. Are they really trying to save $3 million on this guy? Well, look what James Fox just wrote. They're trying to save something. Well, yeah. I mean, they're Jerry's always... got to pay off the goddamn scoreboard. He's got to get a new parking lot. You know, like redone new, it. New parking lot. A new parking lot, United Center. Well, they were. I saw they were doing some work. They had some shit coned off, so I'm assuming that's going to take money. Have Rocky Wards pay for it. Rocky Wards can't pay for shit. Jerry yeah, Reinsdorf can pay is a for anything billionaire. He wants. Rocky Wards. Jerry Reinsdorf is a billionaire. He's going to pay for the parking lot fixes at the United Center because I hit a pothole in my car last night. I was pissed. That Wingstop commercial that just ran. Yeah. Hungry for some wings. Yeah, wings are cool and tough. Yeah, wings are good. But listen, you you really think that they're going to go offer him 15 mil a year and they don't even QO him? I don't know, man. I just Maybe that's something like that they do. Maybe he leaves them no other choice. What did, maybe uh, he gets an offer I'm like I'm worried said. that they think he's going to sign for under $10 million. Well, now, now this is fun because then this is where this comes down to now. And I know I'm a little drunk, but this comes down to now – my favorite thing that all fans usually like to say, well, he's loyal to the team. I'm loyal to nobody, motherfucker, if you're going to be giving me money. But it's millions. Well, I want more millions. You know what I'm saying? Like, they better not tiptoe around him like that. Because I, I think they're going to get fucked if they do. That's why I gave my theory. And I think that they are already trying to figure out ways... To pinch pennies on this re-signing for a guy that's meant so much to this team so far. And you we could we could sit here and debate whether or not the White Sox need Jose Abreu to be competitive over the next two, three years. Because I think there's paths to success without him. Oh, they're absolutely. But you're but are still going to have to go and spend money. That's Edwin I mean. Encarnacion's going to be a free agent. Right. I mean, but are they going to pull the trigger on the other fucking players is the question. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Right. Obviously, Neither do if I. I did. Why. But, I mean, you know, you're going to find a bunch of bloggers that know the answer to it. Yeah, well, we're, 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 the, we're the bloggers, too. No, we're not. I'm a fucking sports media writer. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being honest. Like, honestly, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. There are other avenues you can go if there's a, there's a million ways to skin the cat. Like what you just said, though, man. You're still going to have to fucking spend money regardless. So why not do it with somebody who's That familiar? you're familiar with and that you know that can produce. And not only that, he led the league in RBIs. Ribbies. Yes. But that's not a cool and tough stat, according to some people. That's fucking so dumb. All right, anyway. I know Kenwo would dig that. Kenwo loves RBIs. We had him on Chai Sox Weekly. Big shout-out to Kenwo for coming on that show. Uh, we talked to him about, you know, pitcher wins and RBIs and how important those are. Yeah. Everything's important. You know, just stats. Hashtag Sox math. You know what? 
I lost a Sox math by one by one number this year. I won two years ago. You were a Sox math winner? I didn't know I was in the presence of greatness. Two years ago. What was the question? Don't remember. What the fuck was it? I think it was something that had to do with Paul Konerko's number. Then it what had... did you win? More importantly, what did you win off the prize shelf? What did I win off the prize shelf? Yeah. I got a little, where is it? Somewhere down here, man. Oh, man. I think it's by my Ninja Turtle. It's like a little fucking White Sox, like a card holder thing. I don't know where it's at. Jamie might have it upstairs. Gotcha. But I will show you. It's badass. Right. But yes, I did. Two years ago, one Sox math. Did not know you participated in the Sox math. I usually don't, but I wanted to win something. You know, because I don't win shit. And then, like, I've been on a roll the last couple of years. Like, uh-huh. two years I won the you know I won the Sox math thing two years ago, and then I won that Lowry Markinen signed jersey over there at the season ticket holder thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah. How do we get here now? I have no idea. We, we got into Sox math. Um, you know, this was supposed to be like a like nice quick twenty minute socks on tap. It's only been about twenty minutes. We've been recording for like forty. Oh right. Well that's fine. Anyway. Um, you know, what what else do we want to talk about White Sox wise here? Because, um, you know, actually I, I did say I did say I was gonna pour one out for, for Joss Ostrich here. So Yeah, he got claimed by the uh, Boston Red Sox, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh Joss Osich. Josh Osich. Was claimed by Boston. After being outrighted at AAA, Charlotte, um, you know, not really a move that that uh, you know I'm I'm all beat up about. He was kind of serviceable out of the bullpen this year, but he had his moments. He, yeah, he had his moments. But I think what Johnny is gonna miss is me mispronouncing his name as Josh Ostrich on socks on tap. Oh, we so have hundred percent. Have to give so a little. Names. Have to give a little bit for for Josh here. Um, Actually, I'm not gonna pour one out. I'm just gonna finish this beer. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, I don't pour one out for, for that. But I will take a sip of my beer as that's, well. That's that's for you, Josh. Okay. Uh, one other player I want to get into is uh, Nova. Oh, Nova is also a free agent. The Sox have a few rotation spots to fill. I I don't know if you're a big Nova guy, but he had given some really impressive performances there in the second half. If you're not getting Garrett Cole, if you're not getting Zach Wheeler. Don't You're probably not it. in the playoffs, but are you bringing back Ivan Nova? Yeah, if I don't get either of them, yeah, sure, why not? He threw a, com- uh, a complete game against the Marlins, and it was like one of the best games of the year that we were at. It was your birthday game. Yeah, it was my birthday game, yep, and it was super fun. He did it so, for you. Yeah, sure, yeah, he, threw, he did that for me. He told me after the game, I did that for you. And I said, really? He said, yeah, you want a beer? And I said, yeah, and I, he gave me a beer. I, that did I happen. actually don't think that happened. That did, I've no, got, no, like, you, Photo proof. I was with you all night. It never happened, yeah. but in my mind, it did. That was a nice car ride back for you, huh? Yeah, that was what I was daydreaming about the whole time. Okay. Yes, but anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I, I guess sure, you know, <laughs> like I don't. It doesn't make me feel any better, you know. I mean, it is well, what it is. Are you bringing this guy back? And what what do you are like? If you are, what are you giving him? I give him. I ain't give him no nine million. No. Five, four, three, two, one, maybe three. You started counting down. I did, yeah. I think, I think realistically, four, five. I give him three. On a one-year deal. That's why I'm such. But he's probably going to go out and get more money than that somewhere else. Somebody that needs somebody to eat innings. Um, Bye bye. You know, and then you know, really sad. Our guy, 
Ross Detweiler. Oh, God. Also a free agent. I don't know how we're going to live. Yeah, I'm very upset about that. Um, you know, Ross Detweiler came in when we had your first tailgate at your house, and he pitched a hell of a game, got us a dub-dub. And uh, now he's no longer with us, and, you know, I will actually pour one out for him in my mouth here. Poor Ross. Goodbye, Ross. Bye, Ross. Goodbye. But, right. yeah, other than that, uh, I'm not really too upset about anything. Ryan Byrne, Kopech. Who are they on the and and John or? Jay, they were reinstated from the uh, from the IL, not no. the DL, the IL. Uh, but John Jay will probably wind up being a free agent here. And uh, well, actually, knock on wood, they don't do anything bad with this. But John Jay will no longer play for the White Sox. You'll see uh, Ryan Burr, uh, Carlos Rodon, and Michael Kopech at some point in 2020. Uh, obviously, Rodon. Not till the later half of the season. I got him kind of pegged for an August return uh, after the rehab stint. I think I said the end of July. Or yeah, August. end of July, early August, I think, is, is reasonable for him. And then, uh, obviously, the Kopech debate. We talked a little bit about it on the season recap show. Will he wind up being in the rotation to start the season, or will he wind up in Charlotte for a few little tune-up starts? I think that's going to be a situation to watch as we go throughout the offseason. Uh, but we kind of hashed that out. I, I think he winds up in Charlotte for a little bit. Uh, I know. Uh, I think you and Johnny differed from my from my take. On no, Johnny didn't just differ from your take. He threw a fucking fit. Yes, he did. Yes, said it was unacceptable. 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 And I kind of agree with him. He should agree with him. I I, I agree with him. Well, I just don't hope, think it's. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think it's realistic. Yeah. Well, I guess given this organization. I guess we'll have to see. We'll just be taking our time yet again. But yeah. other than that, I ain't got shit. You don't have anything else? Oh, I love everybody. Well, you love everybody. Where 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 can people go, Buzz, if they're looking to find oh some God. Chicago sports news? <clears throat> they can go to ontapsportsnet.com for all the Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. They can follow us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet. They can follow you on Twitter at chysoxmkz. They can follow me on Twitter at buzzontap. And more importantly, they can follow this show, Socks on Tap, at Socks on tap. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, you're doing some work for the Bulls. Where can people go listen to you if they want to hear you on a nightly or recap uh, for the Bulls basis? A gamely basis? A gamely basis. Gamely basis. At Bulls on tap. And they can find you at Four Feathers Pod? At Blackhawks on tap or Hawks on tap? Uh, no, there's no Twitter account. There is no for, account. For yeah, that. you so said you, you were going to make one, though. You, we, you, we, you we're running me. everything underneath Under at Four, four Feathers. Feathers Pod. Yeah, four at feathers Four Feathers Pod on Twitter. That's where we do all the Blackhawks stuff. Johnny and I, we're missing Johnny right now. I wish he was sitting right in between us. But he was. I have that third. You see that arm right there? Yeah, that's the third one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, got all the equipment. Missing you, Johnny. I love you, man. I pour one out for you in my mouth as well. I see how people can construe that as something weird that I'm saying, but it's fine. This was fun. All right, Buzz. It's always good to uh, to crack them with you. Absolutely, and you know we just we just rolled almost an hour on White Sox content. It was an easy hour too. It was very easy. I just want I want one thing before we leave. I want the people to tell us, and this is honest to God. Like, do you think Tupac's still alive? Yes. Do you think Tupac shows up at the Field of Dreams game? That is going to be a T-shirt. That is going to be released. Tupac at the Field of Dreams game this year. White Sox. White Sox for us.